Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. She next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I just want to get through this episode so I can sit at that table and play networks. If you don't know what we're talking about, please, please, please uh, give us your money and listen to... <laughs> give me your money. Um, give me your money and listen to our Patreon um, the first episode is already aired. It's already up. This. It's already Second up. episode will be up by the time we're going to oh, try right. have an episode a week. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio. there's nothing else to do. Give us some of, <laughs> give us some money so you can hear some of the special stuff that we've got going on. We're not going to tell you where we're standing at the moment, of course, because the whole point is to go over and listen to it, but, yeah. uh, it's Friday. Otherwise you'll never it's know. late Friday night, June 5th from when we're recording this. Uh, we watched today's movie yesterday. So we're discussing it a little bit early because we're going to be watching next week's episode, uh, movie, tomorrow. You see we changed the schedule around a little bit just because I didn't want to have a week go by where we didn't watch a movie and we kept wanting to watch Aladdin with Jillian. But so she goes to bed early. She goes early, to bed so early. she's three. So yeah, so we have to, you know, we have to wait for the weekends to do those kind of things. So did a little okie doke here. Okie doke, okay. fucked yourself, let's go, let's go! I did, I have to read today's uh, back of the box, but we have some things to discuss first. Um, if you're new here, every week, my beautiful wife Samantha and I talk about a random movie we watched. Why is it when I say it, it's genuine, and when you say it, it's like a chore? Well, because I was stifling a yawn, which also doesn't help, because I'm just so bored of talking about you, being with you, looking at you, That's living nice. my life with you. That's great, that's cool, that's cool. Um... <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> nothing week <laughs> we've had pretty easy week pretty pretty nothing life almost halfway through the year already at the end of this month we'll be halfway through the year which is insane um we i took some steps towards getting my body right this week i've been running don't say it like that been man. running but don't say it like that don't say get my body right get my body right my legs hurt Arm hurts, but I'm starting. I'm starting to look real good. Real don't say that like that good. either, because I don't know who you've been talking to. Who you've been talking to? Who's been telling you that? Myself in the mirror, because I keep looking at myself. I look great. I look good. Ow! <laughs> I also realized uh, since last week's episode that uh, we watched a movie. If you've been listening to the show, you know. That every time we watch a movie that doesn't fit our criteria, which is like a scroll now, I feel like at this point of all the rules and regulations, everything we have to go through, um, we discuss it before the movie we're discussing mm-hmm. for the day. Today's episode is probably going to be a little bit shorter, as the documentaries 
episodes tend to be. Not as much to talk about or discuss. Um, we watched The Lovebirds on Netflix. We, we were did. Go, we were going to go see it in uh, in theaters. We were. But then... Um, but then Corona. Yeah. So then it was released on Netflix. We and got we're a, probably a little... never going to do it on the show because Netflix movies don't come out on DVD. So that's great. Um, well, no, remember, oh, so I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Are we going to, did you want to do that streaming random card that I, ta- that we talked no, about? No, man, because, because Netflix changes what they have on so, so, so it's, No, so it's whenever it happens. No, I'm not saying like movies. Remember, you don't listen to me. So. Yeah, yeah. When we did Scoob. Right, right. We were talking what? about how to handle like original movies that are uh-huh. on Netflix and whatever. We were going to put, I was going to put like 50 cards in the box to just say like, S streaming, C streaming, and if we pick those, then if it's S, it's me. Uh, if, if, if it's you, if it's C, it's me. And that person got to just pick a movie that's not available, like for purchase, that we could pick The Irishman or Marriage Story or, you know, fucking whatever, and do. I'm sorry, were you talking to me? I hate you so much. <laughs> My <laughs> God, Tope, um, I feel your fucking pain. Wait a second. Yeah, you're RJ. No, I'm not. You are. You're the most RJ that's ever RJ'd. Oh my God, I'm gonna go kill myself now. You're RJ. Oh my God. It's him. <laughs> chug, chug, chug. You couldn't chug that whole bottle of water if you tried. Chug that whole bottle of water. I mean, with your big ass mouth, it's not even like chugging. It's just sounds like a gun turret going off. <laughs> I told you you could do it. Kicked ass. Good for you. You're gonna burp after drinking water? What a monster. Ugh. That was that was awful. Right, do you want to do that plan or no? No. You don't want to do that. Okay. What? No. Uh, we'll decide. I've got to figure out the logistics because I already have enough trouble nominating movies. We well, can't be picking other movies. You wouldn't have to do it like when you drew it. You'd have time and before. Yeah, like... but it's too much. It's too much pressure. I have. What, what dedication do you have to this show? Like, I literally have lists on my phone, notebooks of, like, ideas and things. I come do. up with everything we do for this you show. You just fart out random fucking things. I'm the one that came up with the network's idea. I'm the one that came up with continuing these different bets on this bonus thing. You came up with the mullet awards, and that's it. That's it. I came up with the idea for this marriage, too, so you better step off before I put an end to that. It's cool. You know what? Never mind. We watched The Lovebirds. It was fine. It was, a gra- it was another documentary we watched lately. Yeah, it was about the mullets. It's two people who are with each, each other, other who hate each up. other and break up and then they kill somebody. And then they get <laughs> back accident. together because they... <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> you know, that's that's what you do. When it was fine. I, you liked it more than I did. I think it's. I think it was very funny. That was cute. I think it was... It was fine. Like, I... I would need to see it again. I think it had a lot left to be desired, but I think the parts that were really funny were very funny. The, Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae are both hilarious. They're both great. There wasn't a lot of other support beyond that. I wish I could put some bacon grease on your face. On my what? On your fish. Bacon grease on your fish. I want bacon grease on my face. On your face. Awful. I would like to have a horse shit on me, though. Um, but a tiny horse, right? <laughs> Um, anything else you want to discuss? Anything else you've been watching, doing? No? Cool. Um I really despise you. So <laughs> have I anything else I Oh yeah, today's movie. Uh our second thirty for thirty, uh 
couple years ago, we made the decision to add the 30 mm. for 30s. Into... The podfather made the decision at the 30 well, for 30s. Well, I consulted with him, and basically the decision we made was that some of them have been released theatrically, and I wasn't going to go through and determine which were which. Um, well, cause we that got... doesn't sound like you're very dedicated to this podcast. Well, because like this played this movie's today played at the Cannes Film Festival, so this one obviously qualifies. But like OJ Made in America won an Oscar, so we were like, let's just put them all in. There's uh, I own sixty of them. I own the first two sets of thirty for thirties. You're welcome. Um, I think I bought both those myself. No, Thank you, you didn't. I got the free for Christmas. You have. Such a bad memory. Why would you ever challenge me at this? The first 30 for 30 I bought in stores when it was on sale around Father's Day before I was a fucking father. And the second set I bought off Amazon myself because it was on sale. So thank you very much. I think that you don't have a very good memory. Today's episode is the two Escobars. I will read the back of the box. From award-winning director Jeff Zimbalist, Favela Rising, and Michael Zimbalist comes a quote, Gripping human drama, says the Huffington Post, about the intersection of crime, sports, and nationalism in 1990s Colombia. At a time when drug money fueled the sport known in the underworld as narco soccer, the fates of Andres Escobar, the inspirational captain of Nacional, and Pablo Escobar. Mm. Fuck you. I killed that. The notorious leader of the... Okay, give me one. <laughs> Go on. The Medellin cartel. I think I should do it all right in there. No. What is it? I don't know how to say this, but I'm not reading the box. We're permanently linked. When Andres was murdered 10 days after scoring an own goal against the U.S. in the first round of the 1994 World Cup, it cost the country more than a shot at the title. So I'll take one. I, I'm pretty sure I got it right, though. It's Medellin. I don't know. I didn't watch Maybe. Entourage back then. Rich will correct me. Because <laughs> I remember there was a, an arc on Entourage where Vinny Chase was trying to get like a Pablo Escobar movie off the ground called Medellin. I think I, think I got it's that. Med- it's Medellin, I think, is something like that. Um, ha, the hardest part was the director's names, Zimbalist <laughs> and Favela Rising. Um, but I got there. I'll only take one. So this is episode 297. Jesus. Uh, how many am I up still? I believe I'm up four? Four. Four. I'm four. Uh, and I only have one box to read left. Yeah, but what, which box is it? Ocean's Eight. Oh, okay. Um... Right? Is that, that correct? Because are we going to be even at the end of that? Or do we say that, like, one yeah, of us... Yeah, well, one of us will be up one. Well, that I make that, sure that made us even. even. That made us even? Yeah. So you would have read one more. So really... It, well, no, 300 doesn't count, because 300 it's done. Oh, yeah, so it's two more. So, yeah, so, yeah, so it's just the next what's two. The, what's the one I read? Uh, Aladdin. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, you should have that. You've been talking about Aladdin for decades. Well, no, but I, the actor's name... I don't think they do that on Disney movies. You know Disney movies. They're always talking about how crisp the 4K resolution is. Oh, that's and right. Else. That's right. Great. Awesome. Um, on episode 300, our bet will reset. Um, and when I win, like I'm about to win in two episodes' time, we'll, uh, we will be watching the Leprechaun film series, which I already decided. I've had, I have two different Leprechaun film collections in my Amazon uh, list. One is the Blu-ray set. That's missing the most recent movie that came out in 2018, because now there's eight Leprechaun movies. Um, but the eight Leprechaun set, which is somehow cheaper than the seven Leprechaun set. What are you doing? How to pronounce the... How to pronounce the... Pronouncenames.com. From pronouncenames.com. Medellin. 
Medellin. Okay, so I was I was wrong. Okay, yeah, so get that. I just wanted to make Thank sure. Thank you for interrupting me with YouTube. You were talking. <sighs> you're gonna be watching all eight Leprechaun movies. Or you're gonna be watching in all October. Eight Bring It On movies. So in October, our entire Halloween month will be spent doing four episodes, <laughs> two. Leprechaun I'm movies kill each episode. That's terrible. That sounds awful. It's gonna be great. No, that's uh, terrible. The DVD is temporarily out of stock though, so hopefully it'll be back in stock by then. Oh good. Uh, but I'm gonna buy them all because I them. won the second bet and you won the first bet. We gotta break the tie. We break we're super tie. competitive. So from three hundred one to three fifty, we'll be doing another one for, the, and that'll be the last time we do it. I already have my film franchise in mind. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Start thinking of your film franchise that we do not own. But I can make it the same one. It's not going to be. I highly doubt it is. I highly doubt it is. Why? I just I came up with it just the other day, and it's going to be great. Mm. No, I can make mine the same. No, what's the point of that, then? If I... Because we're not going to watch mine if I lose. Oh, no, 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 no. Because remember, I asked the same thing, okay. so I wanted to do Chucky. Can't be nominated. Yeah, okay. you have to do something else. So, you don't um, have to tell me now. You have a couple weeks. But. Um... I I am going to put an asterisk on the whole event, though, because I realized... What? Because I realized, I don't think it's very fair that you voluntarily read to Jillian every night. And I was kind of curious about why you do that. It's because you mostly read Dr. Seuss books to her. Fuck So if you could say, off. oh, hop on, poppin', poppin', hoppin', cuppin', poopin', dick. Like, that's, like, what it sounds like. First of all, that's somehow still in the top ten improv you've ever done in your entire life, and that was the worst thing I've ever heard. And number two... Uh, fuck you for insinuating that I just started reading my daughter more so I could read properly. You have a fucking lion mouth on, you lying hey, son of a bitch. Hey, let's talk about the two Escobars, today's movie. Where the fuck's my phone with all my notes? <laughs> it's in my pocket. Uh, so this is a 30 for 30 I'd never seen before. It's one of the most critically acclaimed 30 for 30s. I believe it won an Emmy Award in some way. Um, but, uh... Yeah, it's it's not my bag. Uh, I'm not a soccer fan, despite what? Tony Colt's best efforts over I'm the course of our soccer. friendship together over the past 15 years. I'm not a huge soccer fan either, but uh, I have gone. It was the first. Prof- I believe it was the first professional sporting event I've ever seen live. It was a yeah. I went to a, a soccer game. I imagine Carly fun Coffee live with best all the friend. people and stuff. Friend, um, friend of the show, Carly Coffee, who played soccer for a long time. Sure, and um, and I, once kicked a soccer ball into my face. Of course, because it's you, and you have to get injured doing anything physical at all times. Uh, yes, I'm also never been big into like drugs, the, the, cocaine. The, the <laughs> there's a nine jokes. I'm just letting sail right past <laughs> me there. Um, there's Podcast. There's never been an interest in, like, even, like, the whole Escobar. I know Narcos is a very popular Netflix thing, and, like, Scarface and Blow and, like, all that. Just never been, just never got me, you know? Traffic, for that yeah, matter. Yeah, you're into meth, because you're... <laughs> from, I was born in, in Ohio, Ohio, and I moved to Florida, you know, to two yeah. meth capitals of the world. Yep. So, um, so that's why it kind of passed me by. And well, there was, was some 30 for 30s back then that missed, like, in 2010, 11, 12, like, a fucking... I was still in my mid-twenties being an idiot. Yeah, um, I'm aware. So We were together. It was definitely that. one that I was looking forward to watching once we I got them and kind of came around. It was the first, I think it was like the longest one, only the original 30. It was a full two hours where all the rest of them, for the most part, were, I think that and the U 
were the only ones that were actually two hours long because most of them, um, like we did for the first 30 for 30, we actually did two that episode. We did House of Steinbrenner and we did Four Days in October, oh which God. were... I forgot that we watched both of those <laughs> Which movies. were two baseball documentaries that were like 40, 50 minutes each. Yeah, yeah. I definitely fell asleep in those. <laughs> um, I, I definitely think... I, I used to play softball. Actively played softball. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the sport that I find the most boring, is baseball. Yeah. You know, like, I'd rather watch a soccer documentary over a baseball documentary. Sure, and it's, well, I wouldn't. Uh, it's crazy how, like, 30 for 30 was such a limited concept, like, when it started. Then. Like, Bill Simmons' idea was like, hey, it's the 30th uh, anniversary of ESPN. Let's get 30 different directors. And, like, they got names. They got, like, Peter Berg. They got, um, not Barry Sonnenfeld, who's the other fucking director. It's driving me crazy right now. Um... Barry Levinson. Barry Levinson. They got, like, names. Like, Academy Award winning directors uh, to, like, make movies that were personal about. And middling success. Some of them were good. Some of them weren't. And then it became, like, this, like, brand now. Like, right. at, like The Last Dance is, like, under the 30 for 30 umbrella, but it's not in the 30 for 30 catalog. Same thing with O.J. Made in America. Um, so now it's, like, ESPN's like that's thing. Their, their movie. Yeah. Um, to go to. So for this one, what did you think? So I don't think it's a secret that I don't like documentaries. Okay. Right, because you actually have to pay attention. Yes. And this was one with subtitles. So. <laughs> no way out. Doubly. There's. Doubly m- not up my alley. There is maybe. But I understood a lot of it. 25, 30 full sentences of English in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Roughly there's, I think. Yeah. There's... But I understand Spanish. I mean, I I grew up in Miami. I lived in Spain for... Two months. Two months. I was at the top of my Spanish class, a Spanish for beginners. and But I, I grew up in Miami, and I've been around a lot of Spanish then and now. Um, so I understand a lot of Spanish. I just can't speak it fluently, but I understand usually. So I understood what they were saying without having to look at the subtitles. I know you had to look at the subtitles. Sure. Yeah, I did. And I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to the people like you are right now. Saying like, oh, I, I had this movie the whole way through. No. Um, but anyway, you didn't answer my question. I'm Thanks. sorry. What did my you first think of note the movie? was what? On this podcast. Oh my god. This seems fake. <laughs> I um, I can't handle you anymore. God um, damn it. No, it was I thought it was. And very- you say you're not RJ. I thought it was very interesting. No, I found something interesting and I'm actually support my points and I validate myself. So I'm not RJ. Thank you very much. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I, I didn't really know anything about the connection. Uh, I don't really uh, follow, follow the drug trades, especially when I was four, you know, in like the 90s, yeah. like when this um, all started going down and whatever. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. Um, I love, like, the then and nows. Obviously, this was made a while ago. But, like, the then and now of, like, all the players and everything. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. And, you, and, in documentaries, you tend to, like, see people as they're not, older. But not always. Because not the documentary always. is documenting stuff that but happened not later. Always. Not always. Not but always. most of the time. Because a lot of times, especially now, documentaries are, like, now right, in the yeah. moment. Retrospective documentaries. There you go. That's it. That's the what I was looking for. Yeah. I, I liked that concept of it. And, and you know, I... Like, to see that guy still has that fucking hair. Man, that guy with that hair, bro. eBay. What was his name? Uh, Pepe. Samantha Ashley. One of their names was Pepe. 
I don't remember a Pepe at all. Yeah, his P-E-P-E. Ni- his nickname... No. Are you kidding me? This is the most RJ thing that's ever RJ. No. The Pepes were the people extradited by uh, Pablo Escobar. That was the militia radical group that was killing everybody I at the end. I thought it was one of the guys. No. What was the guy's nickname then? Pibe. P-I-B-E. I think that's what I was... Pibe Valderrama. Yeah. One of yep. the greatest Colombian <laughs> soccer players that's ever lived. I don't know anything about soccer. The movie... Told you what happened. I know he's one of the greatest soccer players that I've ever RJ. Please stop calling me RJ. <laughs> it's going to get me really upset. It's going to make me quit this show. So, on top of you not understanding and listening and paying attention, you I still don't know what you thought of the movie. No, I did. You don't listen to me. I said it was interesting. Interesting. And I learned that's okay. Things. That's all right. So, it's interesting. Good, interesting. Interesting is always good. Sure. Oh my god. It's like pulling teeth. So, I enjoyed it. Uh to an extent. Uh I for me, I think it was overhyped to me. It's not one of the greatest 30 for 30s I've personally ever seen. No. I don't know if it it would be for me. Just based off of the subject matter and me not having a vested interest or a um, like a real understanding of it. Like, is this going to be, I don't want to list a ton of 30 for 30s right now that we're going to get to, but like Winning Time and OJ Made in America and a lot of the other ones that I've watched, like You Don't Know Bo and things like that. No, because I knew those backgrounds, I knew those stories, and they expounded upon stuff that I was already interested in and gave me a different perspective. This gave me a new perspective. Something I didn't know about. Ultimately, for me, the Pablo Escobar stuff was infinitely more interesting. That was super interesting. Than the Andres Escobar stuff. That's sad. So it didn't. It was sad, but I th- only. I, one of my main complaints about the movie was that I felt like it was very uneven in terms of its balancing. Like there's a long Pablo Escobar stretch, and you're like, okay, are, are, are we going to talk about two? His connection. There's two Escobars. Yeah. Um, because the movie also starts with the one thing I did know, which was that Andres Escobar committed an own goal in the World Cup and basically got killed for it. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Um, I, I knew that. I didn't know that. Uh, and that, that, that was really sad. And usually, I feel like, well, I don't know for sure. It depends on the incident. Because I'm thinking to other, again, comparing it to other 30 for 30s, I'm thinking of other 30 for 30s about these infamous moments and like for every... Catching Hell, Steve Bartman incident. Like, you know that happens the whole time. I don't know how widespread of a story this is to where would have been more impactful had you not known that happened within the first two minutes of the movie and you waited until you've built up the Colombian team this whole time as they're essentially nothing and then they're built basically from the ground up by Pablo Escobar and his drug money to be this superpower that's going to take over the World Cup and then you see them lose to Romania, and then in their game against the U.S., then he scores their own goal. Like, if you if you experience a story like that, I think it's more impactful right. than two minutes in, oh, own goal. Right. And I understand that. I think that that's a valid point. But then you also have to understand that these 30 for 30 documentaries aren't meant for people like me who don't really know a lot about these subjects. It, they're not. These are not targeted towards 
non-sports, non-documentary. See, I, I disagree they're not. to a certain extent. They're not. They're, they're targeted towards people who know Bill Simmons, who know ESPN, who know sports, and things like that. I think I, that I, that's what the main target is. I think, I think they're trying... Of course, you're already going to get sports people, but the whole point of these is to have stories that are so broad and encompassing and and then you wouldn't pick some of the subjects that they've picked for they do they pick the subjects because this is what the filmmakers were passionate about they're passionate about them so they're trying to expand these stories so people understand like some of the first documentaries were about like the indianapolis colts marching band and about uh, like gretzky's move to la and things of that nature they did now i feel like they're doing more mainstream subjects for your reason that you said like michael jordan like mark mcguire and sammy sosa that's coming out like bruce lee like lance armstrong now they're big and they're they're not really niche stories like these are okay i guess for that's this fair. this is an attempt like the other the other one that's on this disc specifically is about matt hoffman the bmx legend you know what I mean? Like, that's a very specific subset of people right. that's going to be interested in that story. Right. So they put it in a full-fledged documentary on ESPN to try to bring people in to watch it. Yeah, but that's not But that's not who you're targeting it towards. Yeah. It, I, I, Agree I, to disagree. I, but yeah, but I, when, when you have something that is that specific and that niche, and it is in a documentary format, and you don't have big-name stars to reel people in... Then, then you're not making it for a general population. You're making it for people who have a vested interest in that subject matter. Whether it's in a Pablo Escobar or it's in Andres Escobar or it's in Colombian soccer or soccer in general. But if I was scrolling through the television, especially me when this movie came out, mm-hmm. in the, what, when this came out, 10 years ago? Yeah, 2010, 2011. Yeah, so... I would not stop on a 30 for 30 documentary about the two Escobar's soccer fair. and drugs. Fair, fair, fair. Right? I wouldn't. I might now because I've been exposed to a lot of them. I've seen ones that I really enjoyed. Like we watched the Big Five and all that. What's well, their name? The, the Fab, Fab Five. Five. Fab Five. The so, Big Five. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. What even? That's not even a reference or anything. I'm just cutting slap you off. You in the face. No, I wasn't making a point. And you ruined it <laughs> by saying the big five. <laughs> Sounds like a, a a network programming block. Watch Fox this Sunday for the big five. Um, I get your point. I do get it now. I do. So. I think that that's why they chose to start off that way. I don't think that it's necessary. It's not like it's a it's not like it's a movie where you have to bury the lead. Yeah. You know, like you like you give away the plot points because a lot of times that's why people tune into it. I I did enjoy learning about why because when you learn in like history books and stuff and and I think that this movie is this documentary is very relevant for a lot of things that are happening now in the world and in our country. Um, but you have a lot of these people who are, and you could see in the documentary and in the way that people talk about Pablo Escobar, how broken up they were about mm-hmm. this man who was the wealthiest criminal yeah. ever, the biggest drug lord ever, and mass the murderer. mass murderer, and the things that he did, you know, the corruption that he brought into like the Colombian 
uh, government in particular, um, these terrible deeds that were committed by someone who all these people think is such a good man, mm. such a good person, and use his money to buy them soccer fields and build them homes and really cared for his country and his people and basically, like, Stockholm syndromed, like, the people of Colombia to a, to an extent where they were so upset. They were protesting and rioting and and, you know, like, his funeral was, like, when they were all speaking and everything, it was, like, really, I think, powerful that he had such an impact and to see that impact that he had. Um, and then when they go into talking about, like, the how and why Andres Escobar was murdered, like, and but if Pablo had been around, that wouldn't have happened. Because, right. like, he ruled with an iron fist. Yeah, he was ruling all the scum, but he ruled it with an iron fist. Yeah, he ruled the scum and well. And things were good until he was gone kind yeah. of thing. And, and I thought that that was really powerful and i i enjoyed learning about that um yeah the, the pablo escobar it. stuff is riveting because you have yeah. you get a perspective on it and then like i immediately start like looking information up about him as i'm watching the movie and like a wikipedia search of him is fascinating because you just see like his compound that he lived in is now like a theme park in Colombia. yeah yeah uh he like was the person responsible for bringing like hippopotamuses hippopotami it's hippopotamuses um, hippopotami. Alexa, how do you pluralize hippopotamus? Here's something I found from the article hippopotamus on Wikipedia. In English, the plural is hippopotamuses. The hippopotami ha! is also used. Fuck! Ha! Used as a short Alexa, stop! Gentlemen's agreement. We were both correct for once. No. Whatever you said. Oh, I mean, you did help. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but, like, that, like, my problem is I go into expectations of uh, getting a sports documentary, and I get it, like, the uh, like the highlights, like, when they, the, the Argentina game that put them on the map where they beat them, like, 5-0, 6-0 oh Oh, my God. That was like fucking that. What's the name of the goalie? What was his name? What was his name? The goalie. Who was hitting the ball with the, like the back clips on oh, his feet? Um, what was his name? His name was like Hitaga, Hitaga, Hitaga. Yeah. What was his nickname? I don't remember that. The name of the kick's called the Scorpion Kick, though. Man, um, I oh. wish I could do that. <laughs> we kept saying he looked like Rick James, <laughs> <He> Lionel <laughs> Richie. He looked like Rick James with his hair, and he then he went that to like hair. prison. It was like that Jerry Curl yeah. long kind of kind of hair. Late eighties, early nineties, Colombian hair. So like that's interesting once it gets to the World Cup stuff and like the way they build the Colombian team to be. But like for me it was like too little because it was like an hour into the movie and I was like, yeah, but now I just want to watch about Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Um I also didn't like the like the look and the style of the movie. So it was very I'm gonna use the word cheap. And I don't know if it's appropriate. This is what I wrote. To me, it looked like a documentary that was made for TV, which this was. But it was specifically, like, produced to be shown, like, in school. You know what I mean? Like, those, like, yeah, movies you would watch when your teacher didn't like want to, like... yes, like... Yeah, like, it just had... Yeah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. had a certain feel and a look to it, like, the way the subtitles were. Like, when they were interviewing the guy from the DEA, like, the one white dude that's in the movie... 
like the camera was set up like over the shoulder of somebody, but like you could still see the person that was like interviewing him. So you could like couldn't see all the D agent. Like we were trying to be like a fly on the wall almost. A lot of weird looks and decisions and framing and like even some of the archival footage and like stuff being like displayed on top of it. I I, I didn't like the aesthetic to the movie. Okay. Um, I didn't like that. Uh, so that was a complaint of mine, um, which is really like the main one. Like I mentioned some of the disjointedness as well. Like, so Escobar gets killed and they do a, a too good job of showing you the grisly nature of what's oh, happening. Oh yeah. You just get, very you just get up oh, here's dead Pablo Escobar and then you get a lot of dead people on the street and a lot of that, which, you know, I'm not squeamish or anything, but even still it's to put your point across, but maybe a little overkill in this, no pun intended. Uh, but then when Andres gets killed, it's kind of abrupt, and I didn't think it was handled very well. I thought it was handled poorly. And then it kind of goes back and explains that he was, like, at some kind of club, and people attacked him afterwards. It, it goes back with the details, but I was like, again, I think it would be more effective if you kind of had a more linear way of building everything mm-hmm. up. Some of the shots and decisions were, like, watching, like, those 2020 investigates-type stories and not a, a a film with a budget that's produced by like the leader in sports. Yeah. So that that was my complaint with it. Um but yeah, I, I still go back to that own goal is the crux of it. Even though Pablo Escobar was already dead when that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's been dead. The World he died in ninety three, the World Cup's in like the summer of ninety four. But, like, all the unrest has been going on in Columbia for a while. Yes. I think that's Um, right. Like, it should be such a powerful moment, but Andres is kind of an afterthought at that point because they're they're talking so much about Pablo and they're talking so much about, like, his effect. And every time they're, like, talking about it, they're just like, oh, Andres really didn't like it, but he had to go do it. Or, like, Andres kind of wanted to do this. Like, there's no real focus on him until the very end when they put him up on this pedestal as being like, the gentleman and being mm-hmm. this figure that was revered and stuff, uh, it, it just kind of rang a little, I don't know, rang a little hollow to me. Well, I think that what you said earlier is accurate, where it seemed imbalanced a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they tried to have you, like, garner this appreciation for who this person was, but kind of, like, transfer the feelings back and forth between the two of them. Like, Andres... Escobar was viewed as like, oh, this such a nice man, and you were juxtaposed him against Pablo Escobar, who was seen as like their savior, and then just going back and forth between th- those two feelings. Um, I don't know. That's that's what I think. Um, so a, a prevalent problem we have with documentaries is the MVP LVP situation. Man, I was like, I don't know who's going to be the LVP. Oh, Popeye LVP. That (laughs) was was, my third note. And I was like, I ain't making Popeye anything because... He going to kill my One of the first, like, his first, like, stanza, let's say. His first His first soliloquy in the movie is, I I, I killed 252 people for Pablo Escobar, and I'm like, yes, sir. MVP right here. MVP. Did I say LVP? I meant MVP. Uh, my note was Pablo Escobar is riveting. Popeye is terrifying. <laughs> uh, he's not my MVP or no, my LVP. The cousin is my LVP. Jaime. 
I had Kyle I made my MVP list. Oh man. He was last on my list. Uh so here's always the problem with MVP and LVP. So we've done how many documentaries have we done? We I did, don't know, man. We've done, Too many. We did Why do I have two documentaries? We did Gonzo at uh, oh. Lombard when we did the two So I tend to go with the people that are being interviewed for the documentaries unless they are lo- like like you were saying those are for retrospective documentaries. When we did like Beyond the Mat, which is kind of like happening as you go, mm-hmm. then it's easier to do because you're seeing them now. Um so, like, I have Andres Escobar listed as an MVP, just because, like, oh, he seemed like a good dude, and, but, like, you don't see much, like, you hardly get any, like, clips of him even talking really that much. Right. Um, so I had the cousin redone just because I thought he was, like, a, a, a good was, constant presence. Sure. I liked my... Lionel. I thought Lionel was good. Yes, I like the other guy with the good hair. Not yeah, the yeah, goalie, yeah. and not, and not Peebay. But, yeah, I liked him as well. He yeah, wasn't yeah. a lot. I liked all the players. My ultimate MVP... I liked him it, a lot. My ultimate MVP is the coach. I love the oh, coach. Oh, the coach was really the good. The coach had some really he was re- powerful, powerful lines. And he was a really times. confident speaker. Even and in it, archival see, footage. Archival. And even yes, their lives. Yes, 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 So yes, that yes. was going to be my MVP I nominee. think that's... Yeah, I agree um, with because that. Because he did the most. So I agree um, with so that. He was I so good. He couldn't was... write or remember anybody's name. So let me find Colombian... Oh, I, I've got their national names. National Coach 1994... I think, it, I think it was... Francisco Martorana. Martorana, yeah. So Francisco Martorana, your, your MVP of the two Escobars. Francisco Martorana. Yeah, I really did like him a lot. He was very good, very... Um, he, he emoted really well. He, he emoted really well. He was, the, he was great at showing the dichotomy between the team and, like, the narco-soccer philosophy right. and having to, like, juggle the right. two. And, and basically like, be like, look... We we've always been good, but we were able to be great because of the money we had. Like and we also, I, I, and also, I know where that money's coming from, but uh, what, what we can do? Well, well, no, I mean, and it's one of those things where, like, they clean the money, right? Like they they cleaned right. the money, they laundered the money, they allowed us to be competitive and to. Mm-hmm. But also going through the struggles of like, hey, uh, we're betting on this millions of dollars on this game, and if you play this player, like we're gonna kill you. Right. Like, so like I had to pull this person. Yeah. Like like the pressure. Like. I mean, yeah. So he I mean, he was ultimately my MVP. Like he, I did really. He had a, he had a line or two like after Andres died that really like, like clinched it for me. I was like, okay, he's really really good. Um, OVP. Yeah, yeah. I know you wrote the cousin down. Well, yeah, but I did like some of the lines. I think it was Lionel who said mm-hmm. um, he was criticized like for being a drug lord, but we were just grateful to be given soccer fields and not drugs. Yeah. Like, stuff like that was like, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, you're right. Like Yeah, the movie takes its time showing you, like, the story of, like, the people whose entire village or, like, neighborhood was, like, burnt down. And, and he's like, like okay, he did. I'm just going to build uh, 75 public houses for you, right, you all. Right, right, like, I mean... He was generous, and mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of what they was wanted this to... like a criminal Robin Hood. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, he was a good person who, who made bad decisions. He was a good people. He was a good person to his people. That's it. Yeah. And if you if you question anything about that, then... then he fucking kills then you, he, and that's yeah, it. He that's done. Do, man, Bye-bye. it's just a crazy... Like, I can't even imagine, like... So, I don't want to trivialize or make anything we're going through now small or minor no. whatsoever. No. no, it's all... But, Think about this time period where 
every week a new presidential candidate or uh, House representative is coming after the biggest criminal in your country, and, and they're, they're just dying. getting fucking murdered. Yeah, they're, mur- they're getting murdered. And this person is still just... Is getting elected to the House of Representatives himself. Yeah. Like, it could yeah. be... And then he's bombing it could places in retaliation. so much worse. It's bad. God, is it bad. It's different because of... of it's 30 years down the road, and we are a much more modernized and technologically mm-hmm. advanced country and, and group of people. Yes. But it could be so much worse. Um, do you have anybody else, LVP, besides a cousin? No. My LVP, and man, I hate saying this because, I, I again, I don't know if she's got ties. I didn't like Pablo Escobar's sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she rang very artificial to me. And so kind she, of, and she had a lot in the beginning. Right, they waited on her a lot but, in the beginning as like, a narrator. But like her, like her crying, like you know, we didn't know where he got this money, or like they're coming after us. It's like, hey, come on, like, how do you fucking not know? It it just seems a little weird to me. I, I hate even putting it on a record, and who knows what family Pablo Escobar still has that could come out and find us and get us. And I apologize, but that was my problem. I took everything any family said with a grain of salt. The reason ultimately why she was more to me than uh, Jamie or Jaime or however you want to say it was, was... Jaime is how you say it. Was that that he seemed to be a little bit more genuine with it, whereas her... I mean, he was upfront and honest. uh, Yeah, she seemed to more so be like world's smallest violin a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, I can definitely see that. So that's who I had. Okay. As the as the LVP. I think that's fair. Okay. So let me find Pablo Escobar's sister. Oh boy, he had multiple. Um Are you looking for the one specifically in this movie? Yes. It is gonna be on the IMDB. Her name was Maria, I believe. Uh Luz Maria Escobar. Yes. yes. Okay. So she is the LVP of the two Escobar. She's the third Escobar. Um, if I can borrow from you before we wrap up here asking a, a really dumb random question, uh, if you were to get into any drug, what would you think it would be? Would it be cocaine? No, it would Heroin, be Adderall. Crack. <laughs> I'm a uh, white like, girl from Miami. It's Adderall. What do you mean get into? <laughs> <laughs> I've been in it. Like you like to like like pop them or do they like snorting them or? No, I'd be like you know that episode of Law and Order SVU. That doesn't where the girl takes all the all the Adderall and she doesn't sleep for like three days. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. okay, got it. But she was just like popping them, right? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know people will like to like cut that shit up and like snort it. And, well, like... look, I don't know, man. Mm. All right. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get that far into the weeds with like that type of stuff. I didn't ask you because I don't really <laughs> okay. care. I I could never do needles. I I just couldn't do needles. Like I fuck fuck that. Like I don't need anything that bad. I'm also like I like my nose is weird. So like like I'm always like my hair is in my nose. Like like how does cocaine handle like the hairs in your nose? Like you snort it past the hair in your nose. What are you like, talking? But like about? I always see people like. And also, so here's the thing. So, like, because of the hairs on my nose, I always feel like I have something in my nose. So, like, I'm always, like, checking it. So, I think people think I'm addicted to cocaine anyway. <laughs> and then you normally normally have nose. your, like, beard and your mustache. Right? And you have, like, coke all in it. And that would be awkward. <laughs> That'd be awkward. But there's nothing else. Like, I, I, I guess I could smoke crack. 
You could. Yeah, I'll smoke crack. You can do whatever you want to do, man. You can do whatever you want to do, baby. I'm a grown-ass adult. You're a grown-ass man, man. Make your own decisions. Um, uh, anything else on the two Escobars? Again, this is not a little bit shorter of an episode because there's not a lot. I, but to why was it necessary to ask that question? That, because, I wanted to if be you into could play it. any position in soccer, I don't know. I know what dr- position would you? I know play? drugs more than soccer positions. Goalie is the one I can understand. The goalie. The goalie. Wrong movie, right reference. Uh, no, um, I don't know any big green lines. <laughs> That's why. I'm not fast enough, I don't think, to be like uh, a midfielder. We can tell a quick soccer story. Uh, Man, don't talk about my fucking Speaking knee. of you getting hurt. Don't talk about my knee. Getting hit with a soccer ball. So one right. night in college. No, we already graduated, but we were still in our college were trying we to Gainesville. Were we already graduated? Yeah. We, we were living in Park Lane? Uh, I don't know if we were living yet, but Augie was there. So Augie was in Park Lane. So we were in a certain part, part of Gainesville. Of uh, it was, probably was Augie because of the, like, the group of people we went. We probably had something in his house. I don't know. Um, we played midnight soccer late, late night. Well, I don't think we were really drunk or anything. We just hung out maybe like a board game night or somebody's birthday party. We're like, yeah, let's we go out play soccer. So, like we a group, were so a group drunk. of us went to a field down the road. It was, uh, the two of us, Augie, Lauren, Lauren, uh, Devin Donahue was there. Robert. Uh, Robert was there. Uh, maybe Rich. I think Rich was there. I think Rich was there. Um, a, a group of people. I don't know. Um, so we went to just a, a totally, basically pitch black field until our eyes adjusted and played full fucking We had all the headlights on our cars. Soccer, on. like illuminating to play. I don't even know what we were doing to get Why us to we play soccer. Why were doing it? Like, Why were we playing soccer? I played basketball. Play soccer. Augie plays hockey. Tony wasn't even there. Yeah, I don't know how it came up. So we played soccer. And I remember I played midfield a lot. Is that a thing? Because me and Devin Donahue, just the tall, lanky motherfuckers, are just like going at it yeah. in the middle of the field. Yeah, I think that's an actual position. Within five minutes of playing, Augie and I went up against each other. So I, me and at the time, when was this? We had graduated. This, I was. This was probably around the time small. that this came out. So it's it at least ten years ago. I was still pretty small. Yes. And Augie has played minor league hockey, mm-hmm. and he's what, a bruiser. Yeah, he's a bruiser. Well, what position does he play in hockey? What position do you know besides goalie? Uh, aren't there wings or something? I don't know if that's true. Uh, I know there's, well, Red Wings is a team. Left well, yeah. wing, uh, defenseman. Let's call Augie and ask him. Attacker? I think it's a striker. <laughs> it's not there's a hockey position called striker? I think it's a thing. <laughs> call Augie. No, Augie no, I'm just going to Google it. I'm not going to piss Augie off that much. Why? He knows you don't know anything about hockey. Hockey positions. Here we go. Goalie, defenseman, winger. Oh, damn it. <laughs> centerman and forward. There you go. Striker. Good eye, striker. striker. Anyway, Augie rams into Sam. Sam goes down. Uh, and for oh, the past striker years, hockey. That, no, that's just a brand. <laughs> No, what is a striker in hockey? In ice hockey, a forward is a player position on the ice. A forward, so it's a slang known term. Known as a striker. It's a slang term. Oh, because I know hockey. You know hockey slang, great. I know hockey slang. Uh, man, Augie barrels over Sam. She hurts her fucking knee. She complains about it for 10 years. We go actually go get her some cortisone shots. She complains more. We go back. There's nothing wrong with her knee. So that's not the full story. It had rained also on this night that we mm-hmm. had decided to go play soccer. Mm-hmm. The field was wet. Augie and I ran into each other, and I twisted my knee. And I couldn't walk on it for like a day and a half. And 
after I got well, and it always bothered me. I'd have to wear a brace anytime, like we would do anything physical. Like it would really bother me. Um, but I was also like twenty three when this happened, so like I didn't like go to the doctor or anything. Um, and fast fast forward to when I'm pregnant, and I legitimately have so much pain throughout my whole leg that it it's debilitating. Uh, after right. I'd already had Jillian. Yes, correct. Yeah, and then we went to, I went to an orthopedic, and they did x-rays of my knee, they did an MRI of my knee, they did a lot of things on my knee, and nothing's wrong with my knee, uh, but I still have a lot of pain. Uh, turns out, I just had to lose some weight uh, for it to stop hurting, but I ended up getting cortisone shot anyway, and uh, couldn't walk for a day and a half again. Had no feeling, and um, it's been bothering me the last uh, two months. So look, there's that. Look forward to the next time we cover uh, any our, any sports. We'll watch a capture the flag movie for when we got injured I playing capture play, the flag. Yeah, no, I did I during once, improv class in the middle of the promenade, basically, and we were all excited and had a lot of fun. Oh my god! And you fell down within five minutes and ruined it for everybody. And we all had to go back inside. This was in college. It sounds like a middle school story. Oh my god! I completely forgot that that happened. Mm-hmm. Who? How did I get injured? I don't remember. Somebody knocked you over. Because that's always what happens. Man, it is. And then so that one so time that we had the Rocket Basketball Tournament, Radon fucking came at me, bro. Like I was a fucking built strong man and knocked me down. Well, to be fair, you actually might be able to body up Radon. <laughs> radon, ra- Radon. I, oh, why was I always getting hurt? Why did you continue to let me do athletic things? Because you're an independent woman, and I, I I don't know. I have no coordination at you all. You don't. It's horrible. I can't wait to continue to talk about all these stories for every sports movie that well, we do. Well, let's see. If I want to draw into the sports movie now, so let's get to it. Uh, score time for the two Escobars. Uh, I drew it, so I scored first. Good documentary. Solid documentary. Didn't live up to my expectations. Was disappointed uh, by the presentation behind some of it. Up, uh, up. Uh, Epilogue to this, in 2014, Cumbia made it the furthest they ever have in a World Cup. They made it to the quarterfinals. So this was made beforehand, so it was talking about how they hadn't been back to the World Cup since. The World Cup, after this, essentially, they had their biggest success. Um, I'm going to give it... I had two numbers written down here, and I'm going to go even one notch lower after talking about it. Uh, six and a half. That's exactly what I was giving it, a six and a half. Because, I mean, look, I'm glad I learned something, right? With documentaries, I I tend not to like them because I'm not really, like, really interested in them or style. I've The more that we've watched the different things that I've been exposed to in them, I've really appreciated. So I did learn stuff from this, and mm-hmm. I, I, I did like how they captured a lot of the, the feelings from the time and were able to portray them with this retrospective style. So, yeah, I agree. I think that that, that is a good, good solid score to give it. So next week will be Aladdin. Uh, my nomination. Then 299 will be Ocean's 8, part of our Wrap It Up series. Then episode 300, City of God, part of our every 50 episode IMDb project. 301, the How to Train Your Dragon film series. Thanks to Tom Burkholder. 302, to Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Thanks to Carly Coffee. So what will be 303? It'll be the random movie coming out of the box right now. Samantha, go ahead and draw it. Like I said, I want a sports movie now, just again, because I want to talk about you keep continually getting hurt. That's great. That's real nice. I'm so glad. We don't talk about any of the times that... What do we got over there? We got a kid, We got a couple kid movies. We got a couple comedies. 
Sea Gods, a, uh, a drama. So we got a little bit of everything. You don't know what it is. No, I do know what it is. You don't. No, I do. I do. I just... This is kind of a kid's movie. What is it? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ooh, I was just thinking about that the other day. I just... Uh, Juan and I were just talking about this at work. Um... This will be a very polarizing episode. It will be a very polarizing episode because I think we both have two completely different views on this movie. Well, I mean, we'll get into it. And we'll talk about like the general populace does not like this, and I have a very, I I have a very, very specific memory of this movie coming out. Well, no, no, about this specific movie, Mm. and like me knowing, like movie news and stuff, and like hearing this movie getting made forever. And then being in 2005, oh my god, Johnny Depp, oh my god, Tim Burton. I went height with, and height. I think I went to go see this midnight with a big-ass group of friends. I know I went with Keaton, Zangri, Cud, Hicks, Randy, a bunch of us. We actually have a long-standing uh, inside joke from this movie we'll get to. I bought the soundtrack to this movie. like, And now I'm interested to see how I'll like it in well, and I mean, in, 2020. Yeah, it's going to... We don't have to do Willy Wonka with this one. No, because they're not connected at all. I guess it's they're a totally unconnected. Reiteration of it, but um, yeah, we, yeah, we'll we don't t- like we'll remakes. Remakes, uh, yeah, go I know, separate. I know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we that, have about two be, months for you to watch it. That'd be really interesting. I I have a lot that I want to talk about because Willy Wonka holds a special place in my heart. Uh, one of the only impressions I can actually do, and I can do it very well, a violet as a blueberry. Uh, it's just a bitch with a British accent. I want an infilum for daddy. I want an yeah. infilum for now. Oh, how difficult. Better than better than 89% of the impressions I, that you I do. I want an infilum for daddy and I want it now. How was that? Was that good? No. no. That was so bad. And the face that you made when you were trying to do it. Like you had to like extend your throat. Like like you like extended your neck. Like Violet Beauregard. She was a giraffe in that movie, right? Well, that's Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt, whatever, man. Get your shit right before we watch it, because I'm going to call you, you the fuck out. All those white kids look alike. <laughs> for mullet. Uh... Thank you for listening <laughs> to this week's episode of Married with Movies. With, uh, nope. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. As always, you can check us out, arcadeaudio.net, for this podcast and all the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Help support the network and this podcast. For $5 a month, you're going to get bonus content like our now weekly network game series and stacked to be finished and rounded up soon. At some point. It's coming. Uh, Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Married with Movies at gmail.com. Uh,. And if you're new here from Podswoggle, now that Podswoggle, from when you're hearing this, has wrapped up its weekly show on episode 500, welcome. Uh, this is me not talking wrestling. And this is and my wife. I'm sorry. Well, first of all, first of all, you're welcome. Second of all, uh, I think I'm better than at least three Podswoggle members. At least. Two. Definitively two. Definitely two. Possibly three. Two. I'm offended. <laughs> Fuck you. For uh, Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies.
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.